Welcome to the Parenting Unique Children podcast with your hosts, Randy and Renata. Hello, everybody. Hi. We are super excited for this week's podcast, which is take two, because take (laughs) one did not record correctly, thinking it was a USB issue with my computer. So hopefully we won't have that problem again. Right. So this week's topic is... Uh, Mental Health Awareness Week. Well, Mental Health Awareness, because this week is Mental Health Awareness Week in Canada, and I think in the UK, and I think in the States, I think in the States it's actually Mental Health Awareness Month. Oh, that's exciting. And we're back. Hello. (laughs) Speaking of mental health, the reason I just put us on pause was (laughs) because my daughter just called me because she was having a minor panic attack there because it was dark in the shower. Mm. So we went on pause. So that's actually a good segue into mental health. Yes. Um, So Renata is going to read something that she got off of Canadian Mental Health Association's website. Yes. This is about um, mental health week um, and sort of their definition of mental health and why why they began to sort of commemorate Mental Health Awareness Week. Um, which is May 6th to the 12th this year. Mental health is a state of well-being and we all have it. We might have a mental illness and we might not. Either way, we can all feel well. We can all have good mental health. It is about having a sense of purpose, strong relationships, feeling connected to our communities, knowing who we are, coping with stress, and enjoying life. And it's never too early or too late to get there. But it's not just about what you do for yourself, by yourself. Everyone needs healthy and supportive places to work, live, and learn. I love the part where they said it's never too late. Yes. I loved that. That was awesome. So I hadn't actually read this prior to Renata reading it right now. Um, Because remember, I don't do research. (laughs) But I love that. It's And it's about a sense of purpose. That's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When I'm feeling lost, that's a big downer for my mental health. Right. The only thing that I wish it had sort of, I mean, I guess it kind of does, but I wish it had sort of spoken to the fact that mental health um, wellness comes and it goes depending on what's going on in your life, right? So sometimes yes. you will have good yeah. mental health. Yeah, sometimes. it kind of ebbs and flows. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to read some um, reasons why mental illness. So now, okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold, on. hold up. So we've been saying mental health, right? Yes. And that is typically what people have been calling it. What we, yeah, how we refer to it now. Exactly. Yes. Yep. But, and what's interesting is Renata found some research that says, why are we calling it mental health? Why aren't we calling it mental illness? Because some conditions are serious and serious enough and long-term, uh, they're, they're illnesses. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And mental health implies, to me, it implies that you're mentally healthy, mm-hmm. right? Because when I say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm healthy, right? You don't t- typically say about your physical bo- body, oh, yeah, I'm health. Yeah. <laughs> right? we're, well, we'll say mental health, but really we'll say we'll help, we're healthy. Mm-hmm. So, or, oh, I'm feeling sick, I'm feeling ill. Whereas with our mental health, we, no matter what it is, whether it's good mental health or bad mental health, Instead of calling it 
mental illness or mental sickness, yeah, it's good or bad. And I think, I mean, there's always shifts in language like this. Like I remember when I worked in um, in the early '90s, early to mid '90s, I worked in a residence uh, for people who live with schizophrenia, and at the time they were commonly referred to as being schizophrenic or as schizophrenics. And we fought for the language to change for them to be called people living with schizophrenia. Um, uh, yes. So, and now the language, I think we're just trying to be positive or, or, or not in any way negative or pejorative when we are calling it mental health, mental health issues, mental health concerns. We think that we're being sensitive. Yeah. On the other hand, those terms have actually upset some people who say, call, mm-hmm. call a spade a spade. Yeah. Well, and at the same time, um, when you're saying it's good, I'm having a good mental health day or I'm having a bad mental health day, why are we calling it bad when we're just, we're ill at this moment? When I, when I have the flu, I'm not going, I have bad health today. I'm having a bad health day. Because that makes it sound like something inside of me is bad like something inside of me is broken it just sounds weird even (laughs) well yeah it does sound weird but it also makes me kind of go oh i'm I'm bad right so it's like and before before this i hadn't really thought of it in those terms no me neither but the more we talk about the more i'm like yeah i I would never say oh i'm feeling so like i'll say oh i feel i'll feel icky today i feel bad today but like to say my sickness is bad i mean everybody gets sick it's a thing yeah. But we haven't recognized mental health. And same with your point of calling them schizophrenics. There's a big thing right now. Um, well, at least for what I follow, because my daughter has autism, where some people... And if you've ever watched the show... Oh, what's that show on Netflix? Oh, oh my gosh, I don't with know. With the family and the son has autism. It's, it's a really good show. I'm going to have to look up the name of it. Um I watched the first two seasons. I really hope they're making a third season. I enjoyed it. But the teenage son, anyways, he has autism. And the mom really likes going to the support group. The dad, he goes sometimes, but he wasn't really feeling welcome there. And so it did show him going back to the support group. And he said, my autistic son. And Mm. they stopped him flat there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go, actually, it's your son who has autism. Yep. Just so that you're not, it's not... The first thing. It's not what defines them. Exactly. They're a person first who happens to... Yes, yes. that's what they called it. Person first language. Yeah. Yes. Which is why, yeah, back in the 90s we had that whole thing. I mean, I don't work in that that field anymore and I don't really know what the language around that anymore is, but I would still always err on person first. Yeah. Uh, So I always still say person living with whatever condition they might happen to have. I just had never thought about it before I'd watched the show because I've said, oh yeah, I'm my autistic daughter sometimes or sometimes I'll say my daughter has autism like Mm -hmm. for me it's been interchangeable Mm -hmm. but I never thought about it from that way that Mm -hmm. if I said autistic it was defining her as the only thing I never I never thought of it that way so years ago I had gone for training at the Hamilton Psychiatric Association and that's where we first learned about that kind of language particularly with the population that I was working with people people living with schizophrenia so um a doctor there said, we don't call people who have cancer canceric. There's that canceric, right? We don't say that. So why that's are we... So- awesome. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. a great analogy, yeah. like, great way to get yeah. the point made. Yep. Yep. It, well, it stuck It stuck yeah. with me. And here we are, years later, and I'm still very conscious. <laughs> Randy was drinking, and I just made her almost spit it everywhere. I'm still very conscious and very careful of the language that I use. Um, yeah. 
what did you call it? People first? People, well, you called it people first. I thought you called it people no, first. No, you did. And oh. then I said, yeah, that's what they called it in the show. Oh, there you go. All right. <laughs> Pe- I'm so smart. Um, people first. People like first it. language. So I like it. all I like try it. to make a point of using people first language. So the first thing that we're going to do, and I think what prompted you to start that whole conversation it was did. the title of this article, which yes. is Four Reasons Why Mental Illness Awareness Week Matters More Than Ever, which is very interesting. So this, by the way, is a blog article um, from the National Eating Disorders Association, and I believe that this is American, or at least the writer is American. Um, so the reason, because I, what I was doing when I was researching was like looking for reasons why why does it matter? Why do we need a week to commemorate it? Um, and I wanted pros and cons. I wanted pluses and minus. Like yeah. I wanted both. I wanted both sides. Yeah, I wanted both sides yeah. for sure. So um, she makes a really good point. She says more people are impacted than you may think. A 2015 study by the National Institute for Mental Health, which is uh, American, found that nearly one in five American adults suffer from a mental illness in any given year. And I think the stats in Canada are similar. Yeah. I apologize because I thought I had Canadian stats, but I, and I might in my pile of uh, CMHA research. Yeah, but you know what? We'll probably have more than one part of this we at will. some point. I, think I mean, that, mental yeah. health is such an important thing. See, I just called it mental health. Mental health. Because it's mm-hmm. it, mental illness. Mm-hmm. Is a, I'm going to try to Maybe do that it's now. okay if it's interchangeable because it is both things. It is. Right. I just, I really don't like saying good mental health and bad mental health. That's the like part that I don't like. I don't like that either. Um, that's why I went to mental health issues, mental health mm-hmm. concerns. However, that is also contentious for some. Yeah. And we'll talk about that yeah, more later. Yeah, we're going to talk more about that. So, so she's saying that a week like this is important because it affects way more people than we actually think. Well, not only is it one in five people, but that one person who is struggling with mental illness, they have family, friends yep. that struggle right along with yep. them. Yep, So Absolutely. if you if you're not the person that has the mental illness yourself... And you're listening to this podcast going, huh, yeah, my, my child has it, my husband, my, my best friend, whoever. Yeah. It's affecting you too, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. when I'm having, and see, I'm talking slow because I'm trying to say it correctly now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> so when I'm having a mental illness trouble, so I'm, when mm-hmm. I'm having, when I'm ill, my mental health is ill. There we go. When you're mentally ill? No. Yeah. No, because yeah. th- then I think we're reverting back to like 1970s yeah, time. So hard. Yeah. Okay, go. It is. But we got to come up with a good term. We but will, when we I will. when I am struggling with my mental illness, okay. with my depression, yes, it's affecting everyone else around me. Yes. So absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. one in five. But of those five, all those other four people are probably yeah. affected by it too. So you think that maybe maybe you think, I'm paraphrasing sort of, um, that everybody is affected in some yeah. way. I'm going to yeah. say everyone's no affected one is in some way. No one is untouched. Exactly. I agree with you. Even if you're sitting there going, and I mean, if you're saying this, you're probably not listening anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> if you're sitting there because somebody else is listening, you can't turn it off, um, going, no, because I don't believe in mental health or mental illness, so no, I'm not affected by it. You know what? I mm. think you're even more affected mm. by it because you're in denial you're of the fact denial. it exists. Yeah. It's, so, it's normal. It's so totally normal. It's so out there. Yeah. It does affect, I believe, everybody on some level. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah. It's just a spectrum of how much you're yeah. affected yeah. by yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so she also thinks it's important to have a week like this because, and I agree with her, she thinks that information and awareness must increase. So talking about it, and we've seen, I think we've seen evidence of this in our own lives. Yes. The more you talk about it, the less of a stigma there is. And that's absolutely true. Absolutely. So I was talking to someone today, I won't name her because 
you know. Confidentiality. Exactly. But I was talking to somebody today that um, she opens up to me now because of the first book that I had written Mm -hmm. all about my struggle with my mental illness Mm. and the depression. Right. So she's like, oh, you get it. So then she opens up. Right. So the more that people are talking about it, the more people are comfortable talking about it. It's acceptable. Exactly. And it's not to say it's acceptable to, and this, some people might want to, you know, slap me for this. It's not acceptable to wallow in your pity, right? Like when I talk about my depression, it's not to get pity from other people. Well, I, no. To make them aware that this is a real thing. Yeah. And it's something I struggle with, but I'm going to put my big girl panties on and Mm -hmm. keep trucking through the day. Mm Mm-hmm. And for some people, it's harder than others, and that's totally fine. But if we can talk about it, then for those people that it is really hard for, like when I was suicidal and wouldn't tell anyone, yeah, maybe I would have had I known the people I know now. You you wouldn't have isolated yourself exactly um, so much. Me too. Definitely exactly. me too. And the first time that I became aware of this being more of a dialogue that people were having was when we went to that kind of oh, that quickly slapped together conference in Toronto. Oh, in York? At York University? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. When was that? February Not last year. The, no, it wasn't. 20, no, it was the year before. No, it was last it year. It was. Oh, my gosh. February yes. 2018. It was great. It was awesome. I'm sorry it didn't happen again. If it did happen again, I didn't notice it. Did you? Yeah, no. no. I looked on Eventbrite because that's where we found the tickets last year, but it didn't I, I didn't see it or they, they promoted it differently maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I loved it. It had so much fun It was there. so, I learned so I le- much. Yeah, so and much. And from most of the, most of the people most of the attendants attendees were yeah attendees Attendees. were um like students Mm -hmm. um and were a lot younger than me but uh, what i learned from them was the language yeah language and um the fact that talking about it was a very valuable thing to do yeah Oh, anyway. I loved that. Mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. actually kind of sad. I keep going on Eventbrite looking for other types of things like that. Yeah. So if anyone's listening and you know of any coming up, then yeah. shoot us a little email. <laughs> Let us know. So essentially the... the cro- uh, pause. You can keep going. Can I? Okay. Yeah, you keep going. I'll be right So back. she's attending to her daughter. But essentially the crux of, the, of this blog article was that the more people openly discuss mental illness, the easier it is to do so. One conversation can start a chain reaction of conversations. Um, And then, uh, so this was, yes, to learn more about Mental Illness Awareness Week and how to support the National Alliance on Mental Illness, visit nami.org, N-A-M-I dot org. The writer of this particular blog article, by the way, is Olivia Clancy. I think that I'm maybe going to pause now because, are you okay? Yeah, I just can't see because my glasses are foggy now. <laughs> All right, where are we at? We, I just finished sort of, I just um, cited the writer of the article, so oh, we're done okay. that. Excellent, so we're moving right along. We can move right along Alrighty. to an article I found in the Huffington Post. The writer of this article is Marvin Ross. This one is titled, A Dose of Reality is Needed for Mental Health Week. Oh, yes, this was the one that we sort of have touched on. I'm super excited to yeah. debate this. Yeah. Yes. So he says, while we spend the first week of May celebrating and raising awareness around mental health, we are failing to highlight our, our abysmal record on providing treatment and resources for those who suffer from serious mental illnesses like schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, severe depression, and other illnesses. And note, I said illness, not health. There is a difference. And that is where we got into the debate. So this is kind of interesting, and 
trying to stay away from the political side of things. I really don't care politically wise. How do we best spend the dollars that we are given? Yeah. Right? So yeah. there is not enough money out there no. to no. give everyone the treatment that they specifically need. Um, but Actually, there's a stat in here. I have to share this before oh, you yeah. go on. Um, 10% of the burden of the disease. Um, so, sorry. Let me read it properly. While mental health account, mental health, sorry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Edit that. <laughs> While mental illness accounts for about 10% of the burden of disease in Ontario, it receives just 7% of health care dollars. There we go. So it'd be nice to at least make it 10% then to match yep. the amount, which is actually not as and people might hate me for this, but whatever. I don't care. Not I'm okay. as bad as you thought. I, I got broad shoulders. I can take it. It's not as big of a difference. Like, 7 to 10 is not as big of a difference as I thought mm-hmm. it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I thought it was going to be, like, 5 to 10. Like, half. So, I mean, it's not as bad, but it's not good enough either. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so, what I was about to say with that whole stay, staying away from politics, I'm not getting into a debate with anybody about yeah. this, but... Something that's happening in our region right now is there is a particular bridge that people have um, jumped off of. Unfortunately, I'm so sorry for those people and their families. Mm -hmm. Um, This is not meant to make you feel bad in any way. But there is a large amount of money that the region was deciding how to spend, whether it was putting it towards professionals or putting it towards um, like barriers. barriers. And there's lots of debate around it. I'm not getting into the debate, but what I am saying is there was one pot of money and they had to make an extremely difficult decision. I think they decided on the barriers. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to say if that's right or wrong. Everybody has a different opinion on it. I'm not here to debate that. What I'm saying though, again, one pot of money to try and help a ton of people Mm -hmm. in the best way that they can Mm -hmm. at this moment. And I guess at this moment, the region has all... I wouldn't say all agreed, but majority agreed to, to, to do the barriers. To do the barriers because we've at had this time. so many people use it's that so bridge. So sad. So so sad. So I think that they were thinking. I mean, I can't fault the decision. I wouldn't fault the decision either way. But I think yeah. that they were just thinking immediate, like a palpable solution immediately. Yeah. And that would offer the most immediacy. I think exactly is the physical barrier. Yeah, because yeah. treatment is a long term solution, which is the best solution in my opinion now i'm getting opinionated <laughs> um but it takes a lot for treatment to work there are also many tiers of required treatment and yes. so to throw i don't know how much money it was but i'm thinking it's a lot that's why yeah it would have taken a while to figure out what kind of treatment they mm-hmm. you know they could fund or anyway yeah, exactly. And then how do you fund it? Because adult and children's stuff is always funded so differently. And some of these people are right in the middle of, of teenagerness. So it really is an extremely difficult decision for anyone to make. And I'm glad I'm not the one that had to make it. Yeah, me too. Me <laughs> really? Too. Me too. I, I didn't have to get into that debate and I still plan to stay out of I it. I feel like you wouldn't be popular either way. No, yeah. I don't think so. You're, yeah. You can't please everyone. Um, anyways, so continue. Oh, there's a quote here. So this, the writer of this article is really confounded about why we seem to celebrate mental health week when we have like an abysmal record on providing treatment and resources. And then he says there's a poster circulating on the internet that expresses the problem extremely well. It says saying mental health for schizophrenia is like saying physical health for cancer. There's oh that, my there's that gosh. cancer comparison again, right? I love it. So this one really hits home for me because mm. last year I had cancer. Yes. 
Um, I was very lucky though that they could just cut it out. I did not have to go through chemo or anything. Um, so in my mind, I don't consider myself a cancer survivor, even though technically I am. Yeah, you are. I just gave her a look like, are you, are you serious? But I, I didn't have to go through that really hard treatment of, of, of chemo and stuff. I mean, the surgery was very difficult and I did end, end well, up back one, in the you're hospital. you're one kind of a survivor. You are yeah, one exactly. kind of a survivor. And, yeah. and it's getting my yeah. head wrapped around it. Yeah. But I love that, that analogy because mm. I would never ha- last mm. year have said my cancer health. Yeah. Like I never would have yeah. said that. Yep. That everyone would have looked at me with the look that you had just given yeah, me. Like, like what? What is yeah. going on? That's Mm-mm. yeah, that was good. That was really good. Um, okay, and then there's a quote by a Hamilton psychiatrist, Dr. David Dawson, who discussed the use of the word the word issue in one of his blogs and commented that by calling mental illness an issue, we are placating the deniers of mental illness and we are reducing it to an abstraction, a topic for discussion and debate rather than a reality in our midst. So he's, um, I thought he was referring to people like me using words like mental health issues or mental health concerns instead of um, calling mental illness mental illness. Um, any thoughts? I am actually just looking up the definition from the dictionary, the definition of issue mm-hmm. and illness. Okay. And then I think that will give us a very nice debate if my computer would function a little bit faster. Okay. <laughs> so we may have to um, come back to me in a sec, but that is what I would like to do as I would like to actually look up. So I do this a lot, actually, when I'm talking to my husband and stuff and we're having a debate, um, especially, so there's certain words that people use incorrectly all the time, right? Yeah. Um, and now a popular word is escaping me. Um, <laughs> wow. Oh, sorry, guys. Sorry. I will just, anyways, I'll, fill in, I'll fill in the time. Did you find it? There we go. Okay. Okay, so here is the definition of an issue. So if we were talking about mental health as a mental issue, um, according to the dictionary, it is, so there's more than one, so I'm going to read a couple of them here. Mm-hmm. The act of sending out or putting forth, right? So that would be magazines. We're not looking at Issuing. that one here. Okay, yeah, there's two different... Note that, that one's Issuing something to someone or issue of a magazine. Those are the two definitions so yeah, far yeah. that we are seeing. Um, to put out. To, put to, out. Make, to publish. Everything's about publishing here. Emerge. And at, at issue, being disputed. Yeah. And joint issues. So none of these, absolutely none of these are a correct use of the word issue. So to call something an issue... Actually, we as a human race, well, I guess if you don't speak the English language, not you. A mental health um, issue. No, go down. I think I think it says um, at issue, something being disputed or under discussion. Okay, so. Uh, so I, if you're calling it a mental issue, then you're saying that. Calling it, it something Calling it a dis- dis- yeah, disagreement or something to be disputed. Mm, okay. Yeah. So right. you, you have an issue with something, you're disputing it. So not, it can't be a mental issue. Unless you are, and like he said, Could you're it be something it under discussion? Does it have to be contentious? Okay, so, okay. Okay, so the quote was, let me see the quote again. Here we go. It's, wait, is that, no, that's the wrong page. Oh, give me the right So page. it's here. Discuss okay. the use, use of the word issue. Yeah. So by calling mental illness an issue, we are placating the deniers of mental illness. So that is exactly what we're doing if we're calling it an issue. Because by calling it an issue, we are saying it is up for discussion. So we should just call mental illness. His point is we should call mental illness mental illness. Mm-hmm. 
do not use the word issue because as we just learned by the definition, you were saying it's for a disagreement. It's up for discussion. It's up for debate. So anybody who disagrees with you, you're giving them ground to disagree with you. It's a fight. It's a fight. Yeah. Okay. And you're giving them permission to have that fight because an issue means there is an issue. Okay. Um, and I, I don't think that's the way that we're meaning to use it. Obviously, I think we're trying to mean I'm having a problem with myself. I'm having a disagreement with myself. Mm-hmm. But it's not really the greatest term to use. Okay. So then we're back to mental health or mental illness. Mental yeah. health or mental illness. Yeah. So keep going. And I'm going to look up the definition well, the of, of health. The, the rest <laughs> of the article talks I'm about that. The high incidence of mental health among prisoners, actually, and among the hopeless, uh, the hopeless, no, the homeless. Um, And it ends with saying that we need, as a society, we need more than simply being aware of mental health once or twice a year. We need a time when we can reflect collectively on how inadequately we treat those amongst us who have a brain illness. He's calling it Mm -hmm. a brain illness. And we need to lobby to right that wrong. The money spent on these awareness campaigns could be put to better use, providing more services for those who desperately need them. Mm, What do you think of that? Yes, they really could. But, to play devil's advocate, uh, one sec, guy. Alright guys, sorry about that. We had some technical difficulties, as in my child did not stop the tub and overflowed and was very wet on the floor. (laughs) Anyways... As I was saying, so to play devil's advocate, yes, it would be great to put all of those dollars into the care instead of the awareness, but if people are unaware, then they may not know where to go to get the care or feel comfortable going and getting the care. It's kind of like the bridge issue. Yes. Right? It's it's like the chicken before the egg kind of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I think it would be better spent on treatment. But then we still have all the stigma and then people don't want to go get yeah. treatment. Awareness is just as important as treatment. Until we can get to a point where people aren't denying mm-hmm. that mental illness mm-hmm. is a thing. Mm-hmm. And then maybe we can start focusing on the actual treatment and not having to talk to these naysayers about, no, it's a real thing. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. All right. So just because we are having the debate on mental health versus mental illness mm-hmm, i have mm-hmm. looked up some dictionary definitions because mm-hmm. i'm a geek like that <laughs> That's why we get along yep so the definition of health the general condition of the body or mind with reference to soundness and vigor or i mean there's four here but i'm just gonna read the first two really soundness of body or mind freedom from disease or ailment mm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when we say health, we're talking about pretty much good health. Well, we're giving it a positive spin for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, the definition is in yeah. a positive way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. illness is the, not synonym, what's that other word? Antonym. The opposite? Yeah. Yes. The yes. antonym. So the um, illness definition, unhealthy condition, poor health, indisposition, sickness. So... When we say we have mental health, really, if you're looking at strictly a dictionary definition, um, mental health means good. Mm-hmm. Although we feel the need to always put good in front of it for, I don't know, whatever purpose. Um, mental illness is then the antonym and you are in a condition, your, your condition is at a point that you need assistance. Yeah. So speaking, uh, when, when speaking of different conditions, I feel, I feel okay to use either depending on what I'm talking about. 
Yeah, I, I kind of go back and forth, and but I've never explored it this in-depth before. Well, I was avoiding mental illness because I thought it was a negative, pejorative, whatever. So I was avoiding it. But now I yeah. see that sometimes you need it because it's the only honest truth. And I, Exactly. And I think that's what it is. A lot of us, especially you and I, we're very mm. similar this way, where we don't want to admit that something's wrong. Right, mm-hmm. right. Well, we'll push through, push through, push through, and then just want to kill ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but really, you said it before, call a spade a spade. Yeah. If we are having trouble, it's not my mental, I'm having a real bad mental health day. Even though you can say it that way, it doesn't give it the same kind of firepower behind it as saying, I have a mental illness. Mm. That there is an illness happening with my mental capacity at this moment. Right. And I kind of like doing that. And it would take me a bit. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a lot more in tune with myself now mm. or just more confident in the fact that, yes, I have it, so so what? Yeah. It's, um, it's just part of it, it's you. Just, it's part of me. It's, many... not, it, it's not me. Yeah. It's a part of me. There are many other parts. Exactly. So I've gotten to a point that now I might be able to come to terms with the fact that I can say mental illness. Like, mm-hmm. today I am mentally ill, mm-hmm. which... Again, we talked about that a little bit. Do we want to say we're mentally ill? I don't know. It's up to you. If you're talking about yourself, I feel like if I am talking about me, I can say whatever the hell I want. I can I say want. whatever I want, yeah. Because yeah. I'm talking about me. Right. And if you're offended by me talking about me, you've got to look at you. <laughs> you got some problems. <laughs> like, if I'm okay with it, that that's on me. Yeah. For me to say that to someone else and maybe they get offended, well then I've got a problem. That's because, where, yeah, that's where yeah. we're kind of on uncertain ground. Exactly. But, but yeah. when I'm talking about me, I I would like to start saying my mental illness mm-hmm. or today I have a mental illness problem mm-hmm. instead of saying mental health all the time just mm-hmm. because health is positive. Mm-hmm. Illness is negative. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's my opinion. Disagree or don't. I'm on Whatever. a fence, but I agree, I agree with your reasoning. Yeah, just on the fence about what language to use. I just I think that I'll use them not not interchangeably, but I will be very conscious of what I'm saying. Yeah, well, that's just it. And this discussion is all about just becoming conscious of how we talk about it, trying to bring it to the forefront of how we think about it, and always thinking about yeah, people first language. Yeah, yeah. I fully agree with people first language. So, do fully. we think that Mental Health Awareness Week is a necessary thing? I'm gonna say yes. Me too. I think, especially now. I mean, maybe we'll come to a point where but. we... Oh, oh. Hold on, there's a but here. I don't know the if you mo- say yes, but. Well, the more I think about it, oh, there's a no. but. It's a okay. yes, but. What's your but? I would actually just like to see it be all the time. So, so not, put, not needing a week. Not, to, not needing a, a week. We need it all the time. So mm. this is something that um, a lot of parents of children that have autism talk about, especially during April, because April is autism awareness month Mm -hmm. is autism awareness is not a one month thing yeah it is a all the time it needs to be all the time yeah sure it's the same thing with mental health mental illness yeah it is an all the time thing we can't just be aware of it for one week and then you know by next week we're like (laughs) oh man did you see Susie over there she says she has mental illness really (laughs) we're like but and that's just it it needs to be all the time and if there's any Susie's listening I'm sorry I just picked a random name I don't actually know any Susie's in real life. No. It's what my papa used to always call, every, like, 
all of us grandkids. Oh, really? Yeah, it was always just, hey, Susie. That's cute. I don't know why. Maybe because then he didn't have to remember all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Actually, that's cute and smart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just make a nickname the same for all your grandbabies and you're good. Before we um, leave, which I think we're about to end soon. Yeah, we're getting I just to wanted to mention that Canada has a mental health strategy, which you can called Changing Direction, Directions, Changing Lives, a Blueprint for Change. You can access oh, that, that if you, um, wait, I'm looking, the Mental Health Commission website. Go to the, so it's www.mentalhealthcommission.ca. Um, and it just talks about uh, the strategy translates a, vis- a vision that they have into 26 priorities and 109 recommendations for actions. And what's the vision? The vision is that meant. Mental health concerns us all. Mother, father, neighbor, friend. One in five Canadians. Oh, there's that Canadian stat. Good. One in five Canadians will experience a mental health problem. Which is the exact same stat as the American stat. Yes. They will experience a mental health problem or illness, mm, illness. every year with a cost of well over $50 billion. Um, and then that's cut off. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I could, I'm going to say $50 billion. Yeah. Would probably be how it ends. Per and, year. Per year. Yeah. And, um... I'm going to share something that I hope Renata is okay with me sharing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, go ahead. We both, well, when I used to work full-time, we have both taken time off of work Mm -hmm. for mental illness reasons. Absolutely. So that's just two people Mm -hmm. that I Mm -hmm. know immediately in this room, Mm -hmm. right? Not to mention everyone else that I know. Two out of two in this room. Exactly. 100% we're good. (laughs) Um, And we took off, I know I was off for like three months, twice. Yeah. Um, and you've taken off more than once. More than one time, yes. Yep. Yep. So that's a lot of dollars. Yep. Yep. Other that, people, I mean, and other people take off for, for surgery, for um, injury, for Yeah, but strictly talking illness, about, mental, strictly talking yeah. about mental illness. Yep. We both, yep. We both have, and mm-hmm. we're 100% in this room. Yes. And so that's a lot of money. Yeah. Based on just our small little, not real, but I'm going to pretend it's real stat. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Uh, well, no, I'm, I think I'm done. Oh, you finished it? I think I'm done. Sometimes yeah, I'm just, I interrupt. I then. just wanted to tell people where they could find the mental health strategy yes. for Canada if they were interested. Yes. Um, and then if you are listening from Canada, Canadian Mental Health Association is a great place for resources to find somebody to talk to. Yeah. Because that is another very important one. If you are listening outside of Canada, um, I don't know what your resource is, but I'm sure you have one. Find it if you need it. And heck, if you don't need it right now, Find it. Mm -hmm. So if you do ever need it, or if somebody that you know needs it, you have it available for you. Yeah. Um, Anything else to share? No, just that um, on the CMHA website, you can access, like, different toolkits. There's toolkits for youth. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Renata's got tons of this research here, and I'm just looking at it thinking, you know what? We're going to come back to this another another time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, For sure. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it looks like some really great stuff. So, I mean, instead of researching a new topic, we'll just come back to this one at some we'll point. We'll just stop right here, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, as always, I love saying this part for some reason. <laughs> I so, as always, you can leave us a voice message on Anchor, or you can email us at empowermentcoaches at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Facebook, R2 Empowerment Coaches, and Twitter and Instagram, R2 Empower. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.